Hello and welcome to Thriving on the Spectrum, the podcast dedicated to empowering and supporting young adults with autism on their journey towards a fulfilling life. I'm your host, Arpita Mohan, and together we'll explore invaluable insights, expert advice, and personal stories that shed light on the unique opportunities and challenges young adults with autism encounter. So if you're a parent, caregiver, friend, or ally, join us as we explore possibilities to help young adults with autism thrive. Today will be our final episode in this series. It's a special one for us as we talk about the Cambridge Academy. So we're in conversation with Bina and Srividya, who are representatives of the Cambridge parent community. They're here to share the collective reflection of the wider community at Cambridge on the trainings offered to enable young adults to live away from their families. Bina Mohan is the mother of 28-year-old Ahad. She has 20 years of experience in this field of special education and now offers services as a mental health care professional. Srividya Alavandar is the mother of a 20-year-old young adult with ASD. A parent professional, she has nine years of experience working with children with special needs. Currently working across children from middle school to high secondary at APL school, she also takes remedial intervention for skill building for school children. We also have Shardan Kavita, the co-founders and co-directors of Cambridge Academy on this podcast today. So hi, everyone. It's really lovely to meet hi. you all. Hi, Arpiza. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. No, really excited to have you here. And yeah, let's kick it off with Bina to start off with. So Bina, um, could you tell us a little bit about how the different channels for meaningful engagement at Cambridge, you know, helps young adults uh, be more independent of their families? Okay, Arpita, when we as parents uh, envision our children living away from us, uh, be it in an assisted living facility, uh, be it even next door to us, in another uh, apartment or house, or even living with their siblings or extended family, what a typical day for us looks like is them being able to contribute with the skills that they have learned, work-related skills, or what we call as vocational skills, and then having the time to pursue their hobbies or personal interests, and then having the leisure uh, time to indulge. So if we were to take these separate areas of engagement, let's talk about the work-related skills first. Uh, two skills or two vocational skills that Cambridge offers, and it's just part of their module, is cooking and weaving. Cooking is something that was started from day one. And what we have noticed is that uh, some of them have grown to love cooking and have gone ahead and are doing internships now outside Cambridge in an inclusive environment and the others who have not yet reached there or maybe are not uh, wanting to do that they come home they're able to make a snack for themselves juice tea and with very minimum assistance and some of them i think are, are already making on their own too so that's one cooking a vocational skill and the other one is weaving cambridge has looms has uh, given options to the youngsters to choose the colors and the threads they want to weave and they weave fabrics and these fabrics get converted into products. And these are products that are given for sale across other NGOs and other exhibitions and stalls that they hold. And there you see the uh, our youngsters being able to see 
something that they have done being converted into a product. So these two vocational skills, like I said, whether they choose both of them, one of them, or even if they just use it to like the cooking skill to come back and just make a snack or juice of their own, that would be a great thing for us parents to see. So from a work-related skill, quickly moving on to the personal interest or hobbies that Cambridge offers in their module. The three main ones are art-related, so that is music, movement, and the visual arts. And here what Cambridge has let the youngsters do or facilitated the youngsters do is these interests open it all for exploration and now based on their pace and based on what they show uh, more of pro you know uh, would I say a leaning to is what then Cambridge has taken them forward in. So which then this personal interest very uh, interestingly has then helped them more to leisure skills. Now, one of the AAC modes that Cambridge uses is the Hours app. And almost now all our youngsters have gadgets. They, since they use it for the mode of, for communication across the day. So uh, with their phones and their iPads, what has happened is these laser skills have improved while they use it for communication. They also use it to surf the web. We have some of them choosing their own music, any genre, looking at various type of videos. Some of them play games and some of them use their leisure just to do nothing. Yeah, that's the three areas of engagement that mainly that is offered by Cambridge. Yeah, that sounds great. And yeah, just to that point, I really like how like holistic it is generally. I mean, we've spoken about this before too, but it's just the fact that there's so much like holistic focus at Cambridge and that's really lovely to hear. Uh, moving over to you, Sri Vidya. So most parents have spoken about, you know, the point of transformation related to food and meals, for instance. So could you give us some examples about what Cambridge is doing in this area and how that's helping these young individuals? Yes. Uh, to answer this, let me uh, tell you what are the activities we are doing at Cambridge. Uh, the young adults, they are... Uh, they do a lot of activities around food, like they have lunch preparations on a daily routine and they have uh, they go outside to the mall and have lunch along with the uh, other students. So based on these uh, activities which is happening in around Cambridge, there are a lot of uh, skills which we see as parents have been developing and developed. A few examples I would like to take is some of the kids who were were very picky eaters you no know? they started uh, eating in a new place a new food that's that's a tremendous progress i would say as a parent because it's like they have developed that skill and this has come through only practice and training by cambridge two of them uh, who are very picky, picky eaters now they're comfortable eating something new they've tried so it's a big progress the next, uh, the next activities, what they do is uh, choice making, you know, like any other individual, when you eat food, you know, they like to eat preferred food, like all of us. So there are a lot of communication skills also developed around food, like uh, they are given a choice uh, of two, two menus. So they choose what they like to eat. And I think it's very fair enough to give that opportunity to choose what they like. And uh, there, are, there are some uh, like very, very um, 
good experiences as parents we have come across at home you know the skills which is developed there it has come to the like home front like for example some children we see that they have started communicating in terms of taste you know for example uh, there are few kids like narin nanak and ram they have started saying that they want more sugar which is a, which is which is really a good progress i would say so there's a lot of thing i feel like uh, uh, food is a kind of love language now there's a 50% of uh, the young adults who are like who don't know they love food for whatever reason so what they do is they 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 never say no okay so like there are skills like they have been taught like portion size and uh, limitations and these are uh, these are skills on a daily basis i think it's a basic need for any individual so these are like they do it not at home it's outside at at the center then in the mall like various places and that's how a skill is achieved across places across people and that's an amazing skill which which will create independence when they live away from their family is what i feel strongly so um that's that's become now love, food has become a kind of language for them a love language what everyone enjoys nowadays when they gather together they hang out with the peers they love being with the peers and there's a lot of communication happening when they are exchanging eating together you know being aware of a social setting like a lunch or an outing is uh, is something a really a good skill i would say it's a, like basic for anybody but as parents we see it's very important when they live outside you know a home in uh, away from the family and that is something amazing is what i would say now that was really well put and yeah exactly that i think you know from a parent's perspective just to see you know these skills being built in the children and you know how they've been able to develop all of these independently is definitely like a testament to how things are so that sounds really great exactly. and you make that point about you know the fact about like living independently and wanting to build those skills so i guess this brings me to the next question as well you know like one of the things is we want to see our adults live in the community with the requisite support that each one of them may need so bina what is cambridge doing here like today that would help these young individuals integrate into the community as and when they're moving away from their families okay i think shrividya guess gave a brief glimpse to that by talking about how they go into restaurants and uh, so that's a regular outing they do they all go into the restaurants choose the menu that they want to have and again uh, all those who use uh, avas as their ava i mean ac mode carry it along with them and they have lot, and over the i think years we have seen that very sure of what they want to eat okay there's no more so the choices also that shri vidya was mentioning has helped them so much apart from that she was also talking about how they make lunch at cambridge that's a regular thing all five days a week they make lunch so for lunch what they do is they go shopping so starting from shopping for vegetables from to the local at the veg, uh, local vegetable vendors which is actually i think a cart they used to go to now moving on to a grocery store and now now mall shopping at a, a supermarket in a mall so they get various opportunities to go out in the community and be part of the community and just be like any other community do the things that all of us do 
Apart from this, fitness, a very, very important thing that uh, Cambridge has taken it as part of their uh, module is being carried out now in the community gyms. We all go to gyms, they go to thrice a week, they go to the gyms. Some of them go to other NGOs that also train in a particular type of uh, fitness programs. And so there's gyms, there's restaurants, there's shopping at uh, uh, the local stores. And there are the sometimes day-long outings. They go to the beach house and spend the whole day with their peer group. Some of us parents also join because we want to. And uh, apart from that, they also, I remember this one particular one, if I have the time just to add that, they went to somewhere outs, on the outskirts, to a farm on the outskirts of uh, Chennai. And they spent the whole day there. And when they were coming back, remember they got stuck in a traffic jam. And you won't believe when the faculty, and they went at 8 in the morning and came back at 9 in the night. Yes, some of us were on pins, but we were constantly updated by the team, of course. And when they came back, the stories we heard were like how well they coped, knowing that we were stuck in traffic. And I think they had ran out of food also, if I'm not wrong. But they just knew. Yeah, that's it. So what I would say is the right kind of support people, be it buddies, facilitators, you know, who understand them well and them becoming comfortable, trusting them, getting the confidence. I think they can go out anywhere in the community and access any environment at Pita today. All of them. That sounds amazing. And I really love that example that you brought in as well. Like it just shows about, I mean, I think we take these things for granted, just knowing how to like cope with stresses, to like cope with challenges. And the fact that, you know, this is something that's being built at Cambridge and it's really reflecting in how gaining those specific skills as well for life is really, really great. Um, this brings me actually to the last question, uh, which is for Sri Vidya. So, yeah, both of you are here today as representatives for the brand community. And we've spoken a lot about like these like hard skills that they get, these other skills that relate to like work, leisure. But I want to switch over to more soft skills. So from your perspective, Sri Vidya, and from what you've heard from parents, um, what do they observe with respect to social interactions? This is my favorite part. So there's a lot of things happening around communication. So naturally social interactions would definitely come as a package into it so our kids feel uh, more safe and secure in the group and they like to hang around uh, with the peers they really enjoy going along with the peers staffs and other facilitators they're very comfortable now traveling outside home uh, to the mall and this is kind of a social engagement uh, any adult would have at this particular age, like above 80. They usually hang on outside home. So I think this is one of the important skills. And there's one of the parents shared that there is a lot of non-verbal communication happening within the group. And it's kind of a secret which, which we are not able to see, but they are communicating is one of the parents she has shared. Like they're very comfortable with the peers. They also go for home visits where there's a lot of, you know, socialization happening outside home to another parent's house. Uh, so it's again an additional, a different place they're visiting. So this circle of support, what has been developed outside the family, the immediate family, with the staff, the volunteers, 
parents and other parents we have lot of you know uh, get together on festivals also which adds on to it you know we have lot of get together happening with the peers and the parents so we uh, this this uh, this is an important skill is what i feel and this skill has been developed for some of them i would not say completely developed they are slowly starting developing which is again a skill outside of immediate family i think uh, we are looking forward to more of such outings like kids parents are also looking forward to such outings and come like <laughs> something we really enjoy you know i'm sure of that and that sounds really great i i think the point that you made about the supportive community that they're building outside of family too that's really really lovely to hear and it's like refreshing as well to just know how yeah you don't necessarily know what the recipe for success is but it's just great to hear that they're able to communicate with each other they're making those steps to get a little bit more communicative with others in the community too um it's been lovely having both of you here and just sharing the perspectives of the band community at cambridge i wanted to check with you if you had any last thoughts that both of you would like to share before we uh, wrap up this episode uh i just want to add uh like your uh, podcast is named thriving on the spectrum and uh, yeah what we have seen ever since cambridge start is our youngsters thriving in from almost all areas and one more thing i want to add is watching them thrive being away from them as a parent what has especially for me uh, what i've learned over the years is to miss my son and people don't think much about this missing your child but for us so tomorrow we know when a day comes he has to live away from us i will know what it is to miss him and he will also know what it is to miss his mom and i know he'll be fine thank you so much arpita and thank you cambridge there is sharda and kavita i don't know what we would have done without you guys okay i'm going i'm going to go a step higher <laughs> what bina has said i've always dreamt of something like a a friend of a different gender you know so i'm seeing that he's more comfortable with a new group uh most of the kids are they're very comfortable and they're used to this it's become a part of their life now and um i would like his circle to even broaden and uh, this this message to reach people is uh, like it should be so strong that they should embrace and uh, accept these kind of idols in the community give them opportunities you know for uh, thriving and uh, not a, not just thriving a meaningful uh, life for them you know and a respectful life for them so uh, something like a friend of a different gender narin has never explored so kavita and sharda please help me <laughs> so he's already 20 so um, maybe as bina said or as parents i am also into the same type like where we have to be you know make them independent and be away from them someday i dream that i will experience the emptiness syndrome like when kids walk away from your life that's we all long for it's something uh, like a good thing but also we miss our kids but this is something i have dreamt for a long time thank you for the opportunity sharda and kavita it's lovely having you here arpita thank you 
Thank you both. It's been great having you on this episode and it was just lovely to hear just how positive the experience has been and the impact that Cambridge has had. So yeah, it was really lovely to hear both your perspectives. Turning over to you, Sharada and Kavita, I mean, just hearing what Bina and Srividya had to say, which was representative of the whole community at Cambridge. It's really a testament to the work that you've been doing and just the impact that you've had on them. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as to what you have to say. Yeah, first up, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Srividya and Bina for collectively sharing the thoughts of all the parents community of uh, Cambridge. And it's really heartening that parents see what we are doing as contributing to building the skills for their youngsters for living away from their families. I think, you know, this is really giving us a lot of encouragement. Isn't it, Gavita? Oh, yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's heartening. I mean, I was a bit embarrassed, but uh, it's also nice. It's really nice to hear uh, what parents have to say. It's a validation of everything that we do. So that was nice. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm glad you guys got to hear that. It might seem embarrassing, but I think you need to know the positive impact that you've had as well. On that note, this is also the final episode for us in our first season, basically. So would you have any thoughts as to how this podcast journey has been for you? Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been very exciting, Arpita. And I think it's been a kind of a roller coaster. So for me as a parent, uh, you know, uh, each recording brought up a lot of feelings and thoughts. So sometimes I would feel that, you know, other parents or other mothers are doing so much. And what have I done? You know, I would be faced with those kind of feelings. At other times when um, organizations were talking and organizations who had a lot more experience than we have had, uh, it would seem like, you know, there is a long way that we have to go and there is a lot we have to do. But I think overall, if I look at the whole, um, uh, you know, the podcast series itself, I think and having listened to so many of our fabulous guests, I think what, uh, you know, I'm left with is the feeling that a lot is happening in the space of, uh, you know, uh, working with young adults with autism. And it's very, very hopeful and very encouraging. I think the future, I mean, it, uh, you know, sometimes you always feel that, you know, what's happening and what's going to be the future for our children. And we are, it seems very bleak. But I think having heard all these people, I feel there is so much happening in so many places that um, I think, yes, I think uh, the doors are beginning to open. And that augurs very well for our youngsters. Absolutely, Kavita. And I think, uh, you know, uh, we hope that uh, the podcast, this podcast builds a more active community. So though we are saying the target audience of this podcast is for, uh, you know, the community of parents and organizations who are working with autism, I think the community at large also uh, you know, would benefit a lot to know the reality and the struggles and, uh, you know, the hope that is there to build this community to help these uh, young individuals with autism to strive and also, you know, to help them to also thrive, like how our, uh, the, you know, the title of the our podcast is. So I think that is a message I, I would like the larger community to take home. Yeah, I also feel, uh, you know, the podcast uh, wouldn't have been possible 
if not for uh, so many people who have worked together. I mean, it's really been a collective effort. Like even what happens at Cambridge is like a te team effort. So whatever Srividya and uh, Srividya uh, and Bina were talking about today is really the result of the entire Cambridge team, which has worked so hard over the last five and a half years. So I think the podcast also has been a collective effort. And um, I mean, I think this would not have been possible without Arpita because she's so gamely, you know, I mean, uh, she just kind of jumped into it. And uh, she's been fabulous because she's not somebody who's, uh, you know, in that sense, a part of the larger autism ecosystem. I mean, this was a new uh, you know, arena or a new area for her. And yet, I mean, she just jumped into it. She did her reading, she did her research. And uh, the way she, you know, conducted uh, the whole podcast, it would be as if it's been uh, something that, you know, is uh, she's she's been a part of the community itself. So thank you so much, Arpita, because truly, and I'm not just saying it as a formality, but truly, I don't think this podcast would have been possible if not for you. And you've just brought so much energy, so much enthusiasm and such a deep sense of professionalism to the whole uh, whole exercise. So thank you very much for that. We've also had other people who've helped us. Um, Shashank Rajaram, who has helped us with the editing and ensuring that all the technical things are in place. Deepika Khatri from uh, the Curiosity Collective, who was the first person we reached out to because we didn't know anything about what a podcast is, is at all. And she is the one who, you know, kind of handheld us in the initial days, giving us uh, both confidence, you know, that we can do it and also the direction that we, we, we were seeking at that time. Uh, Ashna Sanghi, who is a part of the, the Cambridge team, who's, uh, you know, worked with all the visual uh, visuals which are, which are going with the podcast. And uh, Mala Chinnapa, whom, of course, our listeners have met in an episode earlier and uh, whose uh, talent also lies in naming things. So she's been the one who's behind all the titles for the podcast. So thanks to all of you. I think this podcast has been possible really because of each of you, um, you know, giving it so much. And last but not the least, really all our guests, because each one of them has been so open, so, um, you know, generous in sharing their expertise, their experience, their wisdom. And I think that has really added to the content uh, and the richness of uh, the podcast, which is just wonderful. So thank you, everybody. No, that was awesome. And no, um, I think this was embarrassing for me to listen to as well now. But looking back, I mean, really at the whole experience, just from when we had our first episode on, you know, the introduction, what the prologue would look like and to where we stand right now. It's been a really exciting journey. And yeah, I hope that we can consider season two as well and fingers crossed for that. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode filled with inspiration, support and hope. Until next time, take care, stay positive and keep thriving.